Hello and welcome to the Double Double. My name is David Dixon and it is Wednesday, June 30th here in New York City. Hot one all over the country. Hope everyone is staying cool. A lot to get to NBA-wise. Major, major injury last night in the Hawks-Bucks game. A lot to get to and then we have big game six tonight suns clippers lot on the line so just getting right into it last night hawks bucks game four in atlanta the whole playoffs has been seemingly unfairly decided by health and now injuries and luck relating to injuries matter in every single postseason injuries are just a really sad unfortunate part of all of all the sports you know Going back the the Super Bowl, the Chiefs were down there both starting tackles, and that was a huge, huge part of that game, was just they were not fully healthy at a key position, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were. And then in the NBA playoffs, we, we've seen it this whole season and really this whole postseason of Anthony Davis's injury, Devin Booker's injury, Donovan Mitchell's injury, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Obviously, Jamal Murray being out for, for Denver. Then Chris Paul goes into the COVID protocols. He was also hurt early in the Suns-Lakers series way back in, in round one. The Bucks up to this point had avoided major injury to one of their top players. You know, losing Dante DiVincenzo early in, I believe, the Miami series, that that hurts. He's a starter for them and an important player, but but not a star, but but not a key star player the way that other teams have, have lost star players. Well, that has all changed last night, game four, third quarter. Giannis hurt. Giannis hurts his knee. It looked ugly when it happened. He was able to walk off with some mild assistance and, and under his own power at, at some points. The team is calling it a hyper-extended knee. L- the whole NBA championship, the rest of the postseason, is now w- we're playing a waiting game and will be dictated by the results of Giannis's MRI today. We are all waiting for the imaging to happen, the doctors to read the imaging, and to, and to diagnose Giannis with, with whatever his knee injury is. It, if it's, you know, we're, we're all hoping for the best as, as basketball fans because I love watching Giannis play. He's an incredible, incredible player. He's on the verge of winning his first championship at an earlier age than when LeBron or Michael Jordan or, or some other players have won. He's he's only 26. The the whole, not just this season, but because it's basically July, if this is a serious knee injury, it also affects next season as well. We're playing a waiting game. You know, when depending on when this podcast comes out, he could be active <laughs> In full go for game five if it is just a if it's something minor and we're hoping it's minor but if it's but if it's a serious injury the whole scope of the series and the whole scope of the the playoffs change because we started this game 
Trey Young being out as well. Trey Young steps on a referee's foot in game in game three. Looked like a rolled ankle. They do his imaging, say bone bruise. He was out for game four, a late scratch. Trey Young was also battling a shoulder injury throughout, throughout the playoffs. So no Trey Young. We're thinking, okay, Bucks have a chance, go up 3-1, take commandingly in the series. They they came out a little flat. I was disappointed by the way that they started the game. Obviously, they didn't shoot the ball well, and that really just seemingly dictates everything in the NBA these days is how how well you can shoot the three ball. But nothing matters now of, from that game until we know what happens or what will happen to Giannis with his injury. Nothing matter post-game four. Uh, post-game four, his injury. From that point of the third quarter on, I was disappointed by how the Bucks responded. Holiday made a holiday scored, and then the Hawks went on a 15-0 run to basically end the game, take a eight-point lead to 20-plus. That game was was over when, when that happened. I was disappointed, but the the shockness, you, you could feel it of the way Giannis went down, the way he was holding his knee, it clearly affected the Bucks naturally. He's their leader, the two-time MVP of, of the NBA. And we're all playing just a waiting game. So there's not much to talk about with Game 5 until we know if Yaz can play or if he's not going to play. I think there's a chance if it's, you know, minor to moderate he'll be out game five and come back game six bucks say he's our we have the by far the best player in the series we'll take roll our we'll, we'll roll the dice in game five and we'll just we'll and we'll just take our chances with the best player in game six and and game seven if they do lose game five but just another brutal blow of a postseason where injuries have have been the have been the main storyline. Now, I'm sure some component of it is the shortened season, the the densely compacted regular season schedule, squeezing in 72 games in a really short period of time. The really short off season, the bubble, you know, post post bubble. I'm sure that all plays a factor, but there's also just an element of really bad dumb luck that has happened this postseason. Of Trey Young steps on a referee's ankle in late June instead of early January, you know, stuff like that. LeBron, you know, like LeBron's injury in the regular season, you know, for the first time in his 18 career seasons, he lands and rolls his ankle. That could have happened in year four. Um, just, just a lot of stuff like that where it's sort of random injuries happening at really bad times. And then also to the stars. And, you know, if, if Lou Williams was out last night, it would have been a loss, but not a devastating loss talking about the superstars and the NBA's fault for the scheduling because we we want to see the stars play. Naturally, the you know, as much as I love watching Lou, Lou Williams play, Trey Young has, is better and has a much bigger impact on Atlanta and, and a chance to really impact the championship a lot more than if Lou Williams was out for a game or two with a bone bruise in his in his foot. So it's just an element of 
the unfairness of sports, the luck that's required to to win a championship besides just being really, really good. We're now seeing the the element of luck because every team deals with injuries in the regular season, in the postseason. It's something that every team deals with and has to overcome. But what but what we're seeing this year is it's also now are your stars getting injured and your superstars getting injured, or is it a role player who you can struggle with his absence but but still overcome it instead of what like the Denver Nuggets where you can't overcome an ACL injury to Jamal Murray that late in the season. The game itself, Bogdanovich for Atlanta, who's been hurt with the knee injury, struggling really the last uh, four or five games. He showed up big time last night. He shot the ball really, really well. Cam Reddish, the forgotten man from that awesome Duke team, play, playing alongside R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, he played he played well uh, last night. A lot of minutes for him. He played 23 minutes, but he responded 12 points, five boards, you know, com- competed, I thought, on, on the defensive side. He was he was a big part of, you know, no Trey Young. How are they going to get their points? Well, if you get 12 points from him, 10 points from Gallo, Bogdanovich responds with 20 instead of, you know, the the low 10s like he was having. And, and if he's going to go 6 for 14 from, from 3 instead of 2 for 10, that's how you get your, your points without Trey Young. And, that, and that's going to be the thing with, with Milwaukee going, going forward is just assuming Giannis can't play, how, how are they going to get to 100? How, how's Milwaukee going to get to 100 without the 30 from, from Giannis? And, and that's going to be something really, really hard. But just, but just with the Hawks, no Trey Young. They find out about an hour before the game, Lou Williams said after the game, that, uh, that Trey was going to be out. Just their fight and their resilience and their ability to rally in every series has just been incredibly, incredibly impressive. And not just in the postseason, but starting the season off really poorly. Stories being written about dysfunction and no one listening to the coach and you know this turmoil. They let Lloyd Pierce go in the middle of, of the season. They bring in Nate McMillan, who still has the interim tag somehow, even though they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, just the ability that they've had all season to battle and the resilience that they've shown and to fight and to fight through things and, and, to, and that never-say-die attitude has just been awesome, awesome to watch and has created a lot of fans nationwide of this team, of their players, and it's it's been inspirational in in some ways to, just to see a team that that never says die and 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 never quits. So, game five is going to be good. Whether Trey Young and Giannis are out, whether Trey Young and Giannis play, it's going to be a good basketball game between two good teams. So I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be tomorrow night. Tonight's game, Suns Clippers, game six. Lot to talk about here because three two Suns. I thought. I thought the Clippers were going to win game five. I wasn't super confident, but I did think that they had a great chance to win. And Paul George responds with a superstar performance. He scores 41 points, 13 rebounds, six assists. Just he brought his best when his best was needed. And and he has struggled in the past with that, of bringing his best when his absolute best was needed. The Clippers, again, backs against the wall, find a way to win. They're, they're like two different teams when it's 
2-1 versus 3-1. It doesn't make any sense because you're still down, but it's okay. Oh, now we have the threat of elimination, and they just seemingly play so much better. I'm starting to think Ty Lu might be the best big game coach in the NBA right now. The way that he, I think he's 10-2 and two in his head coaching career in elimination games. That's an incredibly impressive record. It is something to, to keep an eye on. It's just like the confidence level he shows on the sideline. Now, now, now partially it's just because Coach Budenholzer for Milwaukee, you know, you, you can only do so much about your face, right, and your natural facial reactions. But Budenholzer always looks sort of frazzled, and Ty Lue just always has just a confidence about him, and he always looks like, hey, we got this one. It's just, you know, it may just be Budenholzer's face, just something that he can't control, but... Even down 3-1 in moments where the Suns were going on runs and Booker was making a bunch of shots in a row, Ty Lue had this like aura of calm around him for this team that I that I thought was, was huge because you're on the road, crowd going crazy. This game could have slipped away, but incredibly impressive performance by the Clippers led by Paul George. And just the way that they can shoot the ball, the Clippers can, from three, in the, the variety of shooters that they have now. They only were 10 for 30 from three in game in, in game five, but Paul George, Marcus Morris, Jackson all made a bunch of shots. Beverly knocked one down, but you still have to worry about Nick Batum. You still have to worry about Luke Kennard, right? They have shooters where they won a game where they didn't shoot that well from three, but when they can go small and move the ball around, and get open looks and make the dominoes fall on on defense and drive kick drive kick again and, and, and get open shots they are they're a team you can't count out because of the way that, that that they can shoot now obviously no Kawhi Leonard Zubach out he had an MCL injury in game five unclear his stats for game six with it with that type of MCL injury seems like he's not gonna play game six uh but 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 you never know so who showed up in Game 5 but DeMarcus, Boogie, Cousins, who has battled so many injuries the last three, four seasons from his knee to his Achilles to like his quad. He comes in 11 minutes, goes 7 for 12 from the field, two offensive rebounds, 15 total points. Good, you know, pretty good defense on the interior battling. He was huge. He could be the X factor going forward because... How many teams can have a multiple-time all-star come off the bench who can score like this? He's Think of him right now, even though he's better than Boban, think of him as that role of someone who can come off the bench, play 10 to 14 minutes, compete, and has the potential to score 15 points because he's so good and so skilled offensively and can make free throws. That's sort of the role that I think he can play in Game 6 just like the role he played in Game 5, because when, when, because when DeMarcus Cousins comes into the game, you have to guard him. You have to guard him. Now, you can also put him into pick and roll on, on defense, but you have to guard him on... You, but you have to guard him. And that's such a huge advantage, because how many players in the NBA, when someone comes off the bench, is a guy where you, you think, oh, no, we have to guard him. Not just, oh, we can try to limit him or contest his shots, but... We have to guard him, which I think is is really, really interesting. So I, I think he could be a huge, huge X factor going forward. There was a moment in game five where it felt like the Chris Paul curse 
was was back. There is Patrick Beverly on like a shot attempt, seemingly undercut him a little bit. Chris Paul falls, somehow falls, seemingly balls first. Um, he falls hard. Look for a second, like, you know, anytime Chris Paul falls hard in the playoffs, you're like, oh, no. Is is he hurt? Is this going to be their up 3-1? Chris Paul hurt again that somehow the curse is back. Luckily, he was he, luckily he was he was okay, but that made me nervous. Um, Phoenix going forward for Game Six, you know, okay, there's only so much you can do if George Morris and Jackson are, are going to combine for 86 points, right? And Cousins come off the bench and have 101, and the team's going to score 116, right? Four guys going to score 100 points. So could could they be a little better defensively? Yes, but the biggest thing is offensively, can they get more from Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder? Only 11 shots combined between them for six three-point attempts. You know, they need to get more from them because they're both really good shooters, both extremely confident shooters. They just need to somehow get them more shots. And I know that the Clippers played good defense and they were rotating well, but finding ways to get them more involved early and just get their confidence levels up, especially on the road, could be huge in Game 6. So Game 6 is is tonight. Oh, sorry, one last thing. I thought Cam Johnson played really well in Game 5. He threw in 14 points, shot the ball well. I think the, just the combination of having him, Bridges, and, and Crowder is, is, is it's, again, it's guys who you have to guard when, when they come off the bench because they can, they can put in 10 to 18 points really, really quickly. So... Game six tonight. I think the Clippers win this game again. That they'll be at home, home court advantage again. Elimination game, backs against the wall. I would look for with the Clippers. Cousins, huge X factor. Does he start with no? If Zubac doesn't play, does Cousins start or do they start their their small lineup? What they did with Terrence Mann in the starting lineup and Morris basically being the small ball five, or do they start Batum again? How does how do how do they play Cousins? What type of role does he have? Scoring wise, is he effective? How can Phoenix attack him in, in the pick and roll? And and just see how how is Phoenix shooting? Devin Booker had 31 points. It was an inefficient 31, 9 for 22 from the field, but he does what all great scorers do is that he gets to the free throw line and gets to the free throw line really, really well and really efficiently. He was nine for eleven. If there's a way to keep making it tough on him. And limiting his free throw touches, that could be huge. And Chris Paul is a little bit better too. He was 8 for 19, but we'll see. Because if Chris Paul's back, this is a great chance in the arena He for the team he used to play in. He was a huge part of the Lob City Clippers. That 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 could be huge, but I think that you know one thing to watch for is really how does how does Cousins play? But for Phoenix, like what I said, can they get the role players going? Can they get Bridges? Can they get Crowder? Campaign. Can they get those guys going and 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 making shots? Because if they do, Phoenix is really really hard to beat. So, last thing we're going to hit on is the NBA Combine was in Chicago. That has now wrapped up. Guys have done their their workouts, measurements. Seemingly was a big uh, success for the as reported by the media people who were out there. The NBA draft, you know, the, the lottery happened. We now have the draft order. The Detroit Pistons have the first pick. Rockets are number two. 
the Warriors have the seventh pick and the 14th pick. And the NBA draft doesn't usually have that many trades, but we're going to we're going to be watching this draft because you have some really good teams in that range where they may be able to have picks to to trade for current established players to really help their team on their current timelines for success like the Warriors. And so not traditionally not many trades happen in the NBA draft partially because there's a seemingly oversized and outsized impact of the top NBA draft picks on your team compared to the NFL, right? So an NFL draft pick besides a quarterback, how much can an awesome wide receiver, an awesome left tackle or cornerback picked at number six really affect if you're going to make the playoffs or not that particular season? When in the NBA, you could trade up for the number three pick and get a 15-time All-Star and be a Hall of Famer. That happens so much more frequently because just, there's just an outsized impact of the top, top players in the draft versus lower parts of the draft where it's a lot harder to make trades and evaluate trades and, and what are guys really worth and, and create fair trade value. But just because of those teams that now have uh, different timelines, rebuilding teams versus teams trying to win in the moment, we're going to watch for, for trades this this year, and I've started doing my draft prep. So we're going to start doing some some draft profiles in the next week or two of, of some of the, the top players in top players in the draft. Usually we'll probably do that on off days between the finals just so we could get ready for the NBA draft, which is always a really, really fun time of the year. It's always fun thinking about the next stars in the league and, and who's going to be in the conference finals, you know, five, six years from now and, you know, is it going to be Kate Cunningham in, in the Trey Young role? Is it going to be Jalen Green in the in the Giannis role, trying try to lead a, a Midwestern team who hasn't been very good recently or have postseason success in a while? It's going to be really exciting. I always like the draft, so we're going to be getting into that in the next couple of weeks, but watch out for some trades. There's going to be trade talk. There may be some trades early on or trades draft night, but I have a feeling there's going to be some more trades this year. So that'll do it for this episode of The Double Double. If you like this podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars would be much, much appreciated. Also follow us on Twitter at DBL underscore DBL podcast. We'll be back hopefully tomorrow. Take care and make it a great day.